Hello out there, Facebook. This is Sharon Froshen, the Chief Operating Officer for the Discover Your Path U platform. This is the first of many Dip U connection sessions. And with me today, I have the illustrious and actually, if you ask me, prolific coach, Dave Gieselman, who is also, drumroll please, a martial arts competitor, a professional chef, a uh, completely busy AA sponsor and a partner to tomorrow's guest, Amy Evans, who is just an absolutely fantastic woman. So Dave, if you would like to take a moment and share with us who you are and what you do and let our audience know exactly what they're here to learn from you, that would be fantastic. Thank you. And thank you so much for the kind introduction. I am so honored to be here and I absolutely adore talking to you. So this is, this is a real treat for me. Uh, so, my name is Dave Gieselman. Uh, I am a mindset and empowerment coach, and uh, I have been I have been coaching in, in one one capacity or another for uh, for a very very long time. Um, as uh, as Sharon said, I am uh, I am a, a retired professional chef. I worked in in very high end food for a long time, uh, beginning as a child. Uh, I started very young. Uh, and had a, a long and beautiful career, and I've, I've cooked for politicians and royalty and celebrities, and, and here in Los Angeles, and and had a great career. And uh, several years ago, decided that I wanted to throw myself full force into into uh, just serving people at the personal development level. So uh, I retired from professional kitchens, and 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 I do that. Uh, in addition to that, I've also been sober. Uh, Next month will be 20 years uh, of sobriety. I was, uh, I was a homeless man on the streets of, of Los Angeles here uh, 20 years ago. Uh, through my journey, I have gotten married. I have gotten divorced. I have a, uh, a teenage son. And, and I've done a lot of interesting things. One of the, the things that, that really informs my coaching is, is, is my... Uh, uh, the, the Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu I got into about uh, uh, 12 years ago now. Uh, been training Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Uh, in 2015, I became a world champion, and uh, and it's been a it's just been a, a fun journey, and, and it's a, it's just another another tool in the tool in the belt. So, uh, yeah, I've been doing AA for for 20 years. And it's just, it's been a, it's been an amazing deal. And, and what I do today, what I have is the, uh, the, the limitless life blueprint that I, I take, I take people through and, and I work with people uh, to, to touch all sort of aspects of their life, their vision, their, their, their purpose, their impact, their clarity, your identity, your connection, your ability to, 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 to move forward in the face of adversity and, and, and all of these things uh, we touch on and, and it's just an absolute pleasure to, to watch people become something that, that they never thought possible. It is, isn't it? It really is. So let's connect, buddy. Mm -hmm. I know that you and I, we talk a lot, we've met offline and one of the things that drew both of us into coaching is sponsoring and having mm -hmm. been sponsors and knowing that a lot of that a lot of sponsoring is in effect coaching to a certain extent. And I love your become limitless platform. And one of the things that I'm most interested in for our viewers to know and to understand is how having been homeless 
and basically experiencing what everyone ultimately fears the most, which is not having a home, not having money coming in, being completely unable to provide for ourselves. How does having already experienced that give you the ability to reach into people's fears and help them see that there is always a way to avoid those deep-seated fears that we tend to closet and hold on to that kind of send us into those downward spirals? You know, it's a, it's a great question and it's, and, and, and it touches a lot of subjects, you know? Yeah. My, my introduction to coaching was, was sponsorship and, and, you know, and I, I was modeled high volume sponsorship when I was very, very early in AA. And, and so that was, uh, that was just what I did. I, I just sponsored a ton of people and, and, um, and found for myself that watching people come alive became became my purpose and, and became, uh, became like what, obviously what I was put here to do and, and became a real driver for me. Coming from where I came from, what, what I get to understand is that, um, what I get primarily is compassion, you know, yeah. and, and as a coach, uh, you know, I, I need to be coming, I come primarily from, from a place of compassion. It is, it is, it is my most valuable and most powerful tool. Number one, beyond anything else, my ability to, to be compassionate, to, to really understand, look, our, our, our clients, very often they have goals, they have dreams, they have things they want to do, but very often they are frightened. Yeah. Right. They are, they, things are, for whatever reasons, they cannot affect the changes in their lives. And, and most of, of our clients have been trying various ways of trying to do things uh, for a long time. And I get it. I get uh, trying to make changes and everything I tried made my situation worse, mm-hmm. you know, and I get it. And so um, while my, while my, my coaching is not, is, is, is not, it's sobriety based, is not AA based, is not 12 step based. Um, sort of the, sort of the tenets that I learned do inform it. Um, mm-hmm. And, and, you know, there's a lot of meditation. There's a lot of talk about connecting with something greater than yourself. And, and, and I don't care what it is, but, uh, but, but having something, having a fixed point in the universe that you kind of, yeah. Uh, you kind of get, you know, uh, you attach to is, is really important. And, that, and, and that's been important for me. Absolutely. Where, where is it, do you think, that you get the ability to so seamlessly merge compassion and yet responsibility? Because you and I are both big people on personal responsibility. And so often, people who are compassionate kind of just skip right over the personal responsibility thinking that that might be too much for the other person. And yet you're so good at marrying those two, which often aren't considered to be compatible. How do you do that? And why is that so important to you? The, because most, the most common sort of relationship that people have with compassion is I, I, I don't want to, I, I, I don't want somebody to hurt. I don't want somebody to suffer. I don't want somebody to be uncomfortable. I have a truer understanding of what compassion is. 
And when I don't allow a, a, my son, when I don't allow, you know, my, my, my clients, when I don't allow my, my sponsees to feel the, the impact of their decisions, that's not being compassionate. That now, now I'm being a helicopter parent. You know, yeah. now I'm, I am, I'm protecting you from yourself. And I have no desire to do that. I, my desire is to teach you how to have, how to make better, how to come from a better place, make better decisions. So you don't require protection from yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, as a, as a father, you know, being a father has informed a lot of my coaching, you know, and, and my belief as a parent is that as parents, our job is to provide an ever widening perimeter around our children in which they can fail. Yes. I believe the same thing about my clients. You know, my job is to provide fixed points within they can, they can experiment, they can see what works and they can see what doesn't work. And then they can come back, they can bring their results back and we can really look at them. But you have to have results that you can analyze. And if I protect you from yourself, if I protect you from the world, and if I tell you things that aren't true, it's not actual compassion. I understand where you come from and I'm not going to lie to you. I promise I'm going to tell you the truth and I promise that sometimes it's going to be uncomfortable, but you can always bet it's going to be the truth. And that's the most compassionate thing. That is, you know, I'm not, I'm not lying. So you don't have to feel uncomfortable. I'm not, I'm not, you know, soft padding it. I'm not soft touching you. You know, I, I don't pull punches and and I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell you the truth. And, and one of my favorite questions when I get started with people is, is how, you know, how do you want your truth? Do you want it sugar-coated or do you want it, do you want it just, just straight up? And, and everybody has their own thing, right? I, you know, I want, my, I want my truth straight up, but if I'm hurting, right? If I'm in a real, if I'm in a real tough spot, you know, and I'm in a lot of pain, yeah, I want the truth, but you know, you know, don't, you know, don't beat me over the head with it, you know? And so being able to meet people where they are emotionally, be able to meet people where they are spiritually and personally and, and understand where they're coming from and to connect with, with, with people where they're coming from and meet them where they are is really the marriage. That's the marriage of, of, of compassion and, and, you know, and, and sort of really being able to be, to be honest with, with what the, what, with the situation, the really being able to meet somebody where they are uh, is, is, is what bridges that, that compassion piece. That's very true. It's very, very true. So right before we started this, we were talking about how you have begun exploring a path where if you have clients that have a treatment team already existing that you are beginning to ask to be included in that treatment team, whether it be allopathic medicine or Eastern medicine, whatever other treatment team it is that they have, you're asking for a seat at the table with that treatment team and your clients. How has that worked for you? And what are you finding most beneficial from that approach? You know what? It, it's been brilliant. Sounds like it. I got to be honest, you know, because that means, you know, if, if I have a client, you know, and I, and I right now have several that, that have, you know, that have, 
know, psychiatrists that have therapists that have what and and what hap what happens is very often, you know, we seek different help in different areas of our lives and get and so we're get, we're getting um, various sets of information that we're not that we're not, we're not connecting the dots on. When I actually ask for a seat at the table, and I understand what the what their therapists what their therapist goals are and what their goals are, then what I can do is okay. So, how about if I coach you to making to toward your therapist and your personal goals? I have no goals other than your goals. My my desire is not. I I have no. I have no horse in that race. Mm -hmm. My, I have no goals other than getting you to your goals. I have no goals other than getting you to a place where, where you are happy. You are employing a therapist for a reason. You're employing a psychiatrist for a reason. You're going to these people. And if I have a strong understanding and I can talk to them and, and, and just, like I said, have a seat at that table. Look, I'm not the primary, you know? I'm just the guy who understands what your what the 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 challenges you face and where you want to go. As a as a coach, those are like the most primary pieces of information I need in order to serve you most powerfully. So and and at that point at that point I can I can custom design something that that puts you exactly where you want to be. Right. So because I think this is such an ingenious way of handling clients who already have an existing treatment team, if you don't mind me asking, do you ask that question on your intake form now that this has begun to work for you so well? And also, what would you suggest that fellow compassionate care professionals, be they life coaches, be they healers, how would you suggest that they breach this subject with their clients? You know what, just, just ask the question. When, when I'm in that initial conversation, when I'm in that, that possibility call, I'm, I'm asking the question, you know, what, what else do you have going on? What's working for you? What's not working for you? Uh, what other like modalities, what other information do you have coming in, right? That I am, you know, that, that you know, I'm gonna have to jigsaw myself around you know, if, if we're not, if we're not talking and just ask the question, just ask the question, are, are, are you seeing a therapist? And uh, the, the first, the first time I did this with a client, um, you know, they, they had some pretty significant um, uh, brain chemistry issues and, 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 they, mm -hmm. you know, I mean, and, and it was, it was significant. And, you know, they asked me to coach them. And I said, on the single condition that, that you maintain your relationship with your psychiatrist and I can talk to them. Like that, that, that is the condition on which I will coach you. And, and so they, they agreed to it and, and then gave, they gave their, their psychiatrist permission to speak to me. And it was in this conversation with the psychiatrist who goes, oh my God, this is so useful. Like, yes. can, I, can, I, can I send other clients your direction? Can I, you know, send other, other patients your direction? Because as a team, you know, when, when, I'm handling, when I'm handling the coaching 
and they're handling the goal setting and the, 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 the treatment program and, and, and everything else. Like, because between doctor and patient, they have very specific goals and I can bring skill sets uh, into the mix. I can bring uh, trainings into the mix. I can bring uh, accountability and communication, like regular communication into the mix, which, which, just, supports, which just supports my clients in, in getting to where they want to be. Mm -hmm. Very true. It indeed does. So I think we don't, I think we don't ask, I think we're afraid. I think yes. that, that as coaches, as, 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 you know, as coaches or healers or anything else, you know, we're, we're afraid of, of connecting with, you know, real doctors or, you know, or, you know, whatever, you know, kind of getting into that makes, ask the question, you know, we're, we're all here to serve a specific human, achieve some very, very specific things. The, the more people are on board, with that, the better we all are. The easier everybody's job gets. And don't you think that as more coaches or compassionate care professionals, healers, body workers, etc., if they were to pull this into their own practice and into their own way of doing things, that that would help to legitimize this field in the medicine side of the house as well? Very much. Very much. When, when, when Western medicine or a homeopathic medicine or whatever, when, when, when we begin being seen as allies and not shortcutters, right? I mean, my, my, my mom's a therapist, right? And, and is not thrilled with, you know, my mom, and my sister are both therapists, you know, and they are not thrilled with, with my deciding to go into coaching, uh, you know, and, and, but they understand the doctors that I'm working with understand that there are things that I can do as a coach that they can't do as a doctor, yes. you know, because they're particularly in California where we're so, where the laws <laughs> are so goofy, Sweet you know, Jesus, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and, and as a coach, you know, I can really, I can really, you know, serve clients in, in a powerful way, uh, in ways that their, their, their doctors can't, but if I'm, following their doctor's orders, right? And, and then getting in and, and serving them powerfully. It's a great, it's a great combination. And the doctors are glad to have someone that, that who's, who's holding them accountable to, to doing the things that, that they want to do. Mm -hmm. You, you spoke of how we as compassionate care professionals can be afraid to speak to quote unquote real doctors. Mm -hmm. Do you think that part of the reason for why this idea occurred to you and part of the reason for why you're so comfortable with it is the way that AA embraced the medical profession as a part of their rollout of a way to deal with alcoholics? For sure. For sure. Um, you know, and that and the fact that, that as, a, as a chef, I was not afraid of, of going to places you know, the, the, the typically, like, I'm, I'm going to ask, I have, I have a buddy who's a chemist and I asked him questions about why certain things do certain things. Help me, help me understand what I'm, what I'm doing here as a, as a jujitsu practitioner. You know, I looked at yoga. I looked at, um, you know, I looked at all, all kinds of things and, and, and understand, you know, kinesiology. And, and so I, 
look, I, I'm just, I, I just want to apply the right tools. And for me, it's, it, it's all about, it's all about right tool for the right job. Absolutely. And so not being afraid, not being afraid to go, you know, and I think very often, you know, we're, we're, we're taught that if you don't have an invitation, you don't go in somewhere. Mm-hmm. I'm, I, you know, I'm, I, I have, I have a seat at that table as much as anybody else. I care, about this, I care about this human. I am, I am invested in their, their results. I'm invested in the quality of their life. I have a seat at that table and I, I will not be afraid to pull out my own chair and sit down. Absolutely. Our chief spiritual officer for the Discover Your Path You platform, Andrea Hendren, asks, what are some of those things that you can do that doctors can't? You know, depending on, you know, depending on, um, you know, the insurance or, 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 or different, or different stuff. Like I can be in, in my daily contact. Like I can show up, you know, at your, at your house, I can knock on your door, you know, uh, as a, as a coach, I am not, you know, and, and this is kind of a double edged sword. I got to be careful how to say this as, as a coach, I do not have a bunch of, I do not have a bunch of legal ethical standards that I need to comply with. You know, that I, I don't have, you know, I don't, I don't have, you know, it's, it, you know, it's a, a good example, example is a HIPAA. Like I am not, I'm not bound. I'm not stymied by, by, you know, a hundred years worth of lawsuits and the rules that came from that, you know. Coaching so would is, you think that that would be like our ability to meet a client on say a video conference call, which often can be hampered by HIPAA regulations, what you can and can't say on video where you can and can't meet with a client. If you're a medical professional, would those right. be one of those things? That's, that's exactly it. You know, that's, a, that's exactly it, you know, and, you know, and if they need, if they need a little extra and, and just stuff that a, that a doctor like, like realistically couldn't do, you know, if, if I have a client, one of the things they're struggling with is, is getting to the gym on a regular basis, you know, I'll go, all right, well, Tuesday morning, I'm going to show up at your place and, and I'm going to walk <laughs> you. That? Right. You know, I'm going to walk you all the way in and, you know, and, and, and I'll be there when you get out, you know, and I, and I want to see what you did. You know, I'm not your personal trainer. You know, you, you, you have a gym for that, you know, but what, but what I can do is I can show up, I can knock on your door. Right. And, and while it, it wouldn't be, it wouldn't be unethical for a, a, a psychiatrist to do that, they're, they're not, they're not doing that. So what I hear you say is that you're bringing in more of that accountability than a doctor does. Not that a doctor doesn't want to bring in accountability, but that it's much harder, again, with HIPAA regulations and all of the medical malpractice that just the medical profession is just swimming in, that a coach has the ability to make a client more accountable in a way that a doctor might not have the time or the ability to do. That's exactly it. That's exactly it. So So how do you use that? with your clients as much, how do you use that to the best of your advantage, your ability as a coach to bring accountability in with a client where perhaps allopathic medicine might not be able to do that? I mean, I, obviously the walking them to the gym, but say if somebody's struggling with substance abuse, how would you bring that accountability in, in a way that say an addiction therapist couldn't? You know what, I, to, to be, to be a hundred percent transparent, 
um, I don't know yet. You know, I have, I have my first few clients and that, that I'm, I'm talking to their, I'm talking to their physicians and it is, it is kind of a, a work in progress. And, and I love it. It's the, and it's the doctors who've really, who've really gone, Oh, this is amazing. And is weren't amazing. doctors the same, they did that same thing with AA, remember? Yeah. Oh yeah. They go, you know, I, I got, I got doctors going, Oh my God, I got ground level support, awesome. you know, you know, yeah. and that, you know, and, and that's what it is, you know, I mean, you know, to, you know, you know, doctors are, 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 are have a, have a, you know, a 30,000 foot view, you know, but, but they have a 30,000 foot view of all of their clients, you know, and, and you, who come to them and, and all that. I have, a, I have a more ground level access to, to, to these same people and, and have a, and, and it just have a different, it's a different than the, the relationship, is the nature of the relationship. Is so say another coach has a client come to them who's actively seeing a primary care physician and they're struggling with their weight and their eating habits. As we know, doctors have often treat medicine, often treat conditions that are almost exclusively lifestyle created. How would you recommend for that coach to begin to bring more accountability in with their clients in a way that a doctor really, their hands are tied and they can't? Well, you can, you know, as a, as a coach, I can sit down with a client and really design, uh, design, you know, eating or, or, you know, nutrition patterns and, 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 and nutrition models that they can, that they can solve and, and get back to me every day, you know, uh, you know, text me your, you know, log your food and, and we can start with, with, there are no restrictions, do anything you want. I, my, my only request is, 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 is every bite you like, you tell me everything you ate and let's start there, you know, and, and we can begin at a very, at a very different place. You know, we can begin at, at a very different, at, at, a, at, a, at, a, at a more, at a more intimate level of, of, of accountability and, and, and uh, an intimate level of care. You know, when, you know, when I have a client and they need real high touch uh, engagement at the beginning, you can have it because I'm not dealing with an insurance company. You can yes. have high touch engagement, right? If, if, if that, those first couple of months, it, it needs to be, you know, daily check-ins and, and whatever, and, and a couple extra phone calls. That's what it is. You know, I'm a, I'm a coach, you know, you're not buying my time. You are, you are not investing in my time. You are investing in your results and I will do whatever is necessary to help you get your results. You know, you know, doctors, you know, doctors just can't do that. But having a having a doctor who, with a plan, who goes, if we could get them doing this and this and this and this on a regular basis, and I'm going great. Yeah. Okay. So now I sit down with a client and I go, okay, your doctor says we need to get you doing this and this and this and this on a regular basis. Are you on board with that? And and then we can reverse engineer. Okay, so so here's how here's how we're going to do that. And here's what you're going to be accountable to do. And here's what I'm going to be accountable to do. And here's how I'm going to show up. And here's how you're going to show up. And then we're going to bring these results to your doctor. 
where he can reevaluate what you need, where you're going, and whether this is what we're doing is being effective. Awesome. Well, Dave, believe it or not, we have already burned through our 30 minutes. It feels like uh, we just started talking. I just want to stress to any coaches out there that are watching this right now, so often allopathic and homeopathic medicine fight, and they aren't as complementary to each other as they could be, and sometimes by design. And since life coaching tends to come almost exclusively from the homeopathic side of the house. If you have questions about how Dave is pioneering this, if you'd like to continue this conversation with him, if you have a client that you'd like to recommend to him because he seems like he might have this more under control than you do at the moment, or if you'd like to get coaching from him on how can I pull this together? How can I get over my fear of asking for that seat at the table especially with your clients that you know have Western medicine medical issues, please reach out to him and talk to him. All of his contact information is in this live for you. In addition, we will be posting all of these interviews. They're five days a week, Monday through Friday at 1 p.m. Eastern on our YouTube channel, which will also have all of his contact information. The main reason that Discover Your Path U is doing this is because we believe that every life can teach and we want to start getting coaches and compassionate, compare, compassionate care professionals to network and to learn from each other and to bring life coaching up to a whole new level of performance. So Dave, thank you so much for being with me today. You know you're one of my favorite dudes on the planet. I'm so excited that I got to start this series off with you. Is there anything else that you'd like to share with our viewers before we go? Uh, you know, no, that's, yeah, you know what, yeah. The, the, I, I just want to make, make a, real, a real strong stand uh, for, for you, for, for the viewers, for the other coaches, for people looking for, for you know, this, this type of support uh, in their life. And, and I really want to make a stand uh, for the fact that you deserve it, the fact that you yes. are worth it, the fact that the the life that you want is absolutely available, and and I don't care what you tried before. I don't I don't care what your your failures in the past have looked like. The life that you want is available to you. I take a really really strong stand for that. I take a really strong stand for that in my clients, and uh, and I absolutely refuse to believe that that you can't have the life that you want and I will help you get there. Well, Dave, that is an awesome way to close our first interview. Thank you so much. Thank you to all the viewers who watched with us today, Becky, Amy, Monique, and Andrea. We would sincerely appreciate, and Beth, we sincerely appreciate you being there and showing up with us, and we will see you tomorrow at 1 p.m. Eastern. Yeah. Bye, guys.